COVID vaccinations for no longer neutral. Black Lives Matter, whether it's a hash. Can't take it no longer. It's minority children that are suffering the most. Begin to have real conversations. No, no longer, longer neutral. neutral. Hey, everybody. Looks like it's just Dr. Roper and I solo tonight. We'll be joining you. We can't wait to tell you what we have to talk about tonight. Yep. How's it going, Dr. Roper? You know, this is a wonderful week, and I'm going to tell you why. Because Friday the 13th is my special day. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We got you. another song to sing. That'll be next week. <laughs> yes, yes. Absolutely. Cannot wait. Going to take a little short vacation to the desert, um, Palm Desert, spend a little time by the water. Now, these are Tauruses, right? Yes. Okay, so you're a yes. Taurus. Yeah. Wow. Going to get some sun, get some water, and then just relax, rejuvenate, spend some money. That's Not going a, anywhere? I'm going to Palm Desert. You're going to Palm Desert. Palm Desert, wow. yes. Okay, yes, I yes, missed yes, that. Yes, so yes. Palm Desert is, in case those who are not from California, right outside of Palm Springs. Right. Major, right. wonderful place with major water and major sun. And if you're hot... It'll get hotter. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, my week was great as well. Um, I'm having a, a really good week this week. I'm actually looking forward to possibly going to Vegas. Haven't decided yet. Um, okay. Just a vacation. I need, a, I need some time off. Yes. Other yes. than that, work is going well. I'm looking at possibly even changing careers, possibly moving into something different as I look toward uh, retirement. Nice. From one particular position into another. So everybody's good. The family's well. Um, just loving where I am in life. And, Wonderful. You know, looking forward to the basketball playoffs, of course. I told you before, I'm a sports guy. Right, right, And other right. than that, it's just everything else is going well. All right. Everything so else is look, going well. Uh-huh. We are, as educators, getting ready to end our school year. We've yep. got a few weeks, right? And I would like for us to chat just a little bit about what we've seen with virtual learning. Uh-oh. This year has been the year of... Um, most kids came back, but a good number of students were still participating in that virtual learning environment. What do you see or what are your thoughts about having both the benefits of both or not so much and, and the true impact of those who may have to have stayed in that virtual, you know, learning environment for whatever the reason. Right. I mean, look, um, much of it has been said um, about a lot of, from a lot of other commentators and educational theorists and educational scholars already. Like I've heard the conversations around, even statistics about how we are, we will probably have to catch up this group of students sure. for years to come. Right. Um, and they'll be playing catch up for years to come. But I will say I have to applaud many districts. Um, you would have. You would have thought if I thought if I thought back to the pandemic and what would have occurred after something as brutal as what happened, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have thought that we would have been able to structurally, as a system, get everything in place for children to be learning at home. I think that went pretty well, and I'm talking about just the actual um, transference of being on the ground in a school in a classroom. And then now having all children at home. I Uh think districts, schools, um, private schools have done a really, I think, admirable job in trying to get access to Internet, trying to get every child a computer, 
So my applause goes in that arena and in that area. But obviously, then it dips off because right. what can't be predicted is how many children pay attention at home, how many actually, you know, can't even get on the Internet once even the Internet is free. Right. Um, right. Because of what's going on in the area that they live. Um, there's just so many uh, different, you know, sort of uh, things that have come up right. regarding right. how we did during that pandemic. But I will say the hybrid and the hybrid version, for those who don't know, means that children will learn virtually and on the ground. That's mm -hmm. both. Uh, we actually did that for a small period of time as well. And now all children are back. And so I have to say that the difference for me has been, um, even though I have a staff that has really fantastic attitudes, even when we went virtual, mm -hmm. was the interaction of children. Just They just seem overjoyed being able to talk with each other. You right, know what I mean? I right. think that can't be replaced Right. Social, emotionally, as well as just, you know, the maturity that comes from that dialogue that happens. I think yes. school, grades, school efforts all go up when children are actually learning with each other. Right. How about you? What do you think? Well, you know, I have spoken with a few colleagues who um, are in the classroom with students, teachers. And to the point that you just made, one of the things that they're struggling with is that piece where the students are talking, communicating, but don't know how to turn it off, right? Uh. For two years, they probably haven't really been able to collaborate much, and now it just appears that it is... Off the chain. It's nonstop. Off of the chain. So, you know, quite naturally, we've been talking about, you know, ways to support, but the other piece for this particular teacher that, I've been, that I'm speaking of is she said that there is a big challenge with where the students are and that they are missing um, many pieces of the academics that of you know, she too. didn't you know anticipate uh -huh. um so it is a little difficult quite naturally my wondering is always around those kids who are families that are more on the marginalized side those who you know black and brown kids you we talk about even in a hybrid situation if you are in the classroom fine great wonderful that you're there you're the teacher's there you go home and you're trying to do the work um, electronically, but what happens if you're in a family where there are multiple kids right. and only one right. device? Right. Or even if you know the school gives each child a device, what happens when one is not working? Often those are those challenges that we face, and by the time you get it, you know, rectified. You've lost more time. Right. You've lost more knowledge. So I'm really a little concerned about, you know, our, those kids who, who struggled already, right. who, are, who are typically, you know, a little bit behind and now a little further behind. How do we actually really catch them up? Um, and what do we do about just leveling the playing field, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but I am happy that we are looking at technology more so than what we've probably done ever before. Absolutely. Right? That because is the we are in the yes. 21st century. Yes. We need to be using e technology for multiple things besides just TikTok and, right. you know, that right, kind right. of thing. So what do you think? What else? Well, part of me is looking at, um, I, you know, I sent, I sent my applause earlier um, in this conversation towards, you know, school districts and mm -hmm. systems and teachers and so forth. But I also want to say thank you to parents. Sure. Huge, huge, huge factor in making sure that we don't all sink right. during the pandemic. You know, there was, you know, a lot of good, I'm sure, good educational value amidst the pandemic. Mm 
mm-hmm. that was happening, whether it had been, you know, ch- uh, teachers who were creative enough to create really fantastic lessons virtually or whether the children were actually in school. Um, my belief is that parents have done a fantastic job at managing yes. all of the things they had to manage. Yes, yes, yes. Um, however, in saying that, um, the thing that troubles me going forward um, is that I think that there is no system that I've heard of or any sort of um, tips in the future for how we're going to catch children up. Mm-hmm. You know, what is that intervention? You right, know, and I'm all right. about, Sharice, as you know, prevention versus intervention. I want to get right. ahead of it. Right. I don't want to wait till something happens and then try to put a, you know, put the fire out. I want the fire and the hose to be there already, and I want the water to be significant enough <laughs> that we have no fire. Right, right, right. You know, so I'm trying to, and I always try to look ahead and look forward and look before some situations occur. Well, let me tell you of something that is happening. Oh, cool. Um, I have, I'm connected with, in our district, we have a parent uh, group that's right. called um, PACE. Okay. Oh, I love trying PACE. Trying to remember what the acronyms yes. are. But the work that is happening now is connecting with some other departments to create academies for parents. Wow. So the nice thing that I have seen because of moving into this 21st century virtual kind of world is that we've been able to access more parents than before. Remember... Most parents, you know, they have their children. You want them to come to a meeting at the school at 435 o'clock. They've got to get home, feed the kids, do the homework, all these things. Well, now you can join the meeting and still take care of your children at the same time. So they're building these academies for parents to be able to participate around just what you said, those things that we might be able to help parents do to support their children. Is that because it's going to be virtual? Well, because they're not because it's going to be virtual. The parent piece is virtual. Okay. So that the parents can join in on these trainings, if you will. Got it. Which allows parents to have a better lens or another look into how we're uh, providing instruction. If we're talking about, you know, utilizing specific strategies, then we will teach and support parents with learning those strategies. Right. Not to to have them become the teacher, but to better support the work at home that's coming from school that you may not necessarily have the best information about how to support the child who might be just a little bit behind, right? Right, But you're still expecting them to do grade-level work. Absolutely. And so it's it's kind of a really nice, I guess, you know, win-win. Right. And the goal would be that parents just, you know, just come, just show up, participate in some of those Zoom meetings, virtual meetings. Typically, they're not too, too long. Sometimes they'll have them on Saturday, but the kids can be home. The kids are fed. They're taking their baths, and you're still learning at the same time. Right. So I'm loving that little piece. I'm loving it, too, because, you know, as you and I both know, the key to any child's success, you know, the, the two or I should say three top indicators, one of those indicators is parents. Yes. You know, and that's nationally, national data points to the fact that if you have parent involvement, then obviously you have a child who probably is going to have a zest for learning. Right. If the parent is involved. Thus, the student performance goes up and so forth. So I'm really looking at that as well. But the thing we hadn't talked about regarding virtual is, and I've been experiencing um, at my school, is um, just sort of a worn, I feel like my staff is worn down. 
You know, they ju- they're they just experiencing exhaustion. Not tired, mm-hmm. exhaustion. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm noticing that just by the number of vacation requests that I'm getting, and it's not right. even summer, right. but people are needing a break. And I think it comes from the residue of everything that everybody has been through. Of and I course. think that what happens is because you can't measure, you know, how much the pandemic has affected each one of us and how we're feeling and our sort of our social emotional stress and our status with our own families. There's so many factors right. that I think that um, we're, I'm just having to pay attention to them. Yes. I'm having to pay attention to make sure they understand I've given probably more potlucks than I could even imagine uh, <laughs> because I want them to be happy. Right. You know, I've changed the lounge much more into not a workspace, but more a meditative space, yes. you know, for them to just be able to go and relax and have a moment where they have some water and be able to chill and reflect on what they just did in the classroom. So I'm really, really, really pointed at this point toward parents, yes, but also majorly pointed toward teachers to ensure that that, you know, because teachers are our backbone. They are the ones that are the most closest to children, and they are the ones that will unduly, um, they are responsible for the the student performance uh, that we get in the classroom. Right. And I think... This is such an important time for all of us to really pay attention to others. It's, you know, we, I think we've spent a lot of time being very self-absorbed, you know, if I can say that um, as a country. <laughs> you know, everybody's just trying to get theirs and, you know, but it's a time where I think we no, need no, to. No, no, hold on there because <laughs> I want you to say that again because that was big. Yeah. Everybody's trying to get theirs and this is also on the heels of, yeah. The political state that we were in right. four years ago. Right. That was about me, 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 me. Right. And it was all about I, 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 I. And we've been experiencing this sort of shift in the country and with people. Right. And I've noticed it with the people that yeah. I interact with. Everybody's really become so self-involved that TikTok, you know, has gone through the roof because right. of making fun of people. And, you know, right. it's, it's, it's just the way to go now. And. Not sharing and so forth. So when I said before that I watched those TikTok videos that make me feel good, you're you're talking about Sharice exactly what I meant, right? right. Exactly what I meant, which is coming out of that me 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 and realizing that we are after all a community, right? Yes, yes, yes. We and um, have been asked, or we're back downtown. Uh-huh. Um, central offices, full force every day, all of that kind of stuff. Because we were doing more of a hybrid at halftime here, halftime there. Um, and one of the things that I've noticed is all of the people who are hugging. <laughs> you see somebody in the elevator, you're like, oh, my gosh. Right, and you're right. hugging and you're saying, you know, oh, I've missed you. So I think just that, you know, that touch, you know, because we've been also – not not doing any of that, Correct. right? Correct. We don't want to get close to each right. other. We don't want to shake right. hands. We didn't want to do, you know. You cough, I'm running. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And if you cough it now, I'm still running. Hello. But, <laughs> but I think that we've got to get to that place. When we talk about that social, emotional yeah. um, support or those things that we are all experiencing, we have to think about is it Maslow's um, hierarchy hierarchy of needs, right? That very the very first tier is yes. all about you know connecting with others and the love and the support and, and touch and all of that kind of stuff. So I think um, 
that is the direction that we should be headed in, especially with all the, as we go into this next new school year, really develop those communities, school communities where you are working together. Correct. We're sharing with one another. We're having conversations with one another. We're actually genuinely listening to one another. And we're also asking for help. Absolutely. Asking for help. And I'm talking about as a professional and as a person. Yeah. Reaching out to people and saying, hey, you know, I saw this post the other day and it said, um, reach out to the strongest person you know hmm. and just tell them or just check on them. You know? Yes. And I thought to myself, what a fascinating comment. Mm -hmm. Because what it says is we see people walking around who we think are okay. And typically that happens specifically, I know, in my own life for the people that I consider to be very strong. I don't typically check right. on them because I'm always assuming they're okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And I think that that is sort of like the universe has given this us the opportunity. Absolutely. The opportunity to sort of reach outside ourselves, challenge ourselves, and be more human. Yeah. Be more human with each other and decide, make a decision that you're going to check on your friends and your family. You know, tell them I love you. You know, all right. those things, you know, they go away if you don't foster that kind of practice. Right. So I'm with you. Go in the office and say good morning. Someone told me the other day. <laughs> she said, I want what you have because you come in here and you are like, you know, little Miss Sunshine. Right. And I was like, but you know, it just makes me feel good. But let me ask you this. Are there days you don't feel like doing that? You know what? There are. Okay. And what happens when you feel like that? I try to purpose myself it to is. keep doing That's it. it. Because when I do that, because what happens is people around me are smiling now. Uh -huh. And they're like, oh, oh, my God. Here she comes again, right? Right, right, right. Which makes me laugh. Yeah, yeah. And then I feel like, okay, now my day, I can start this day and I'm okay. It's infectious. Yes. It's infectious. I, I, you know, I, do the, I just did the um, orientation for new people to come into a particular district that we both work at. And, you know, that orientation was about new employees coming into the district. And one of the things that I shared with them was, once you cross that gate mm -hmm. of a schoolyard, professionalism needs to kick in. Mm -hmm. That means you can't be, right. you know, um, um, Juju, Bub Bug from the block right. at your school site. Right. You just can't. Right. That's not going to be okay. It's not going to be okay that they call you Tay-Tay on the weekends. But and why? Why can't they no, call you? No, Tay-Tay. Tay-Tay. No, no, no. <laughs> Tay-Tay needs to be Miss yes, Teresa, yes, yes. Right? right? Or Miss Teresa right. at, at work. Because what happens is, I think, is we sort of um, dumb down, you mm. know, our professional role. And I think that that's one thing that is inexcusable because of the pandemic. We can still be professional. Yes. You know, we still yes. need to be professional because the children are watching, the families are watching, the parents are watching. Yes. And more importantly... It should come from within. You know, there right. needs to be something within you that says, hey, I value mm -hmm. this will, this, this calling that I'm doing with children. I value it so much that I afford the right that when I come into school, I have to be not perfect, right. but I have to be ready. And what ready means is put on all the armor. Yes. Put it all yes. on. You yes. know what I mean? Because children are going to give you a lot of statements during the day. Right. And that's why I try to make sure that I am, you know, affirming of these teachers who um, have been through a lot. It's been a war right. for them. Right. You and know? you know what? It might be okay sometimes. I'm learning this. At least um, I think that this is something that I, I'm trying to um, put out there is that it's okay to say, 
you know what? I am a little tired today, yes. but I showed up for you. Hello. Right? And so I'm going to do my best today with so you. Because yes. it makes it more real, right? Because we all have times. Kids are tired, too. Right. So we're teaching them that it's okay to come to school a little tired. You know, we were up late and that we had to go to the grocery store. But you know what? We can do this. And I like the fact that you used your words. We tell yes. the children all the time, use your words. Right. Put it out there how you're feeling. So that way you do give them the opportunity to know Miss Roper is or Dr. Roper is not going to be herself today. Right. You know what I mean? Right. She might be a little off, so maybe I can do something to cheer her up. Right. Then you start calling on all those kind of facilities yes. from the child to be able to institute to get to cheer you up. I love that. Right. I love that. And imagine if they're learning that now. Yes. And they're taking that with them. Yes. How much better will it be as we go through life, Hello. right? Because we recognize that everybody is not perfect. Correct. That's the We're child that at McDonald's, all the time. Yes. something happens, something tragic, somebody falls, and that's the, that's, the, that's the child that we've raised that will walk around the counter and help that person. Yes. That's yes. that child. Yes. yes. So yes. We're, we're raising real, real people right. with real life skills. Yes. And it's beyond education. As yeah. a matter of fact, that is education. Yes. What do you think as we sort of, I, I was watching um, the news this week, and so much is going on, and I want to tie it into our conversation, Sharice, around, yes, we're talking about the pandemic, but now we have what I would consider to be another sort of huge um, topic that's coming of age right now as we sit here, and that's the Roe versus Wade. Oh, I knew you was going to bring <sighs> that up. <laughs> had to go there, had to go there, because it's sort of sparking. Uh, right now we're in these sort of uh, infancy stages of it becoming – um, or overturning that law. And I know that it's happening really fast. I think three or four weeks ago I had heard mention of it. Uh, now it feels like it's flying, you know, on every single TV screen and every... And you know what? Before uh -huh. you continue, a couple of people said to me recently, now what is that Roe versus right. Wade? Can you tell our listeners exactly what it is so that they know when we, as we start <laughs> talking about it? I will do my best. Okay. For the last 50 years... We have been under the law of Roe versus Wade, which was um, the precedent, precedented case, the precedent case that established the right for any woman to legally have abortion in all states. That is my understanding. Right. That was a federal decision. It was ruled by the Supreme Court, which means that's why it becomes the law of the land. Right. Irregardless of what governors, senators, or anyone else feels around the states. Now, the Supreme Court, which is leaned heavily to the right, which means that it is six to three in favor of Republicans, and they systematically, usually, are very anti-abortion. Right. And so those Supreme Court justices have the opportunity to now take that case and overturn it, which will mean that in at the very beginning, it'll probably be um, states that actually have the opportunity to adjust their laws where anti-abortion will be the, the law of the land in those states. Eventually, it may become federal, which means the entire nation will have to follow. But I predict that initially it will be only certain states, probably those that lean heavily red right, and Republican right. and in the right, will probably be the ones that institute this particular law. Right. So 
I will also say that 68, I think the last poll was 68 to 70 percent uh-huh. of Americans are pro and it does pro choice, not pro abortion, because I think that whenever someone says pro abortion, it sounds like people want people to get abortions. And I don't think that anyone who ever gets an abortion wants to get one. But I will say pro choice, which means that if a mother or a woman um, has the right, you right. Know, to be able to have an abortion right, legally right. without any any kind of breaking any kind of law. So that's where we are now. Yes. And I will say, you know, when I first, the first inkling for me was when, I forget the state, but they had said, okay, we have we have decided that in this state. Texas. Okay. Either Texas or Florida. Right. I, th- I was thinking Florida, but it could be Texas. <laughs> because I wasn't really, like, paying attention because in my mind I was like, oh, please. Right. Right? Right. But then now I'm like, wait. Right. Yep. They're actually having conversations actually about having this. Conversation. Are you kidding me? Yep. And, of course, as a woman, but I think just what you talked about being uh, humanitarians earlier. I think just from a human perspective – I have the right to decide what I want to do with my own self, my own body, my own, right? And who has the right to tell me that I can cannot, right? Um, it makes me think about all of those stories that you would have heard back in the day where it wasn't that people weren't getting abortions. Correct. They were just going... And to places anywhere they can, anywhere they could. Lots of problems happening, right? Some people dying, and things of that nature. So it didn't stop it. It's just like with legalizing marijuana. People Correct. been smoking weed all their lives, <laughs> right? But now we know that um, you know that it is you are able to to do that and all of that. So. I'm having a problem with it. <laughs> I said all that to say. Well, you and 70% of the country is probably going to be outraged if this actually does come to pass. And I imagine that, you know, just like Black Lives Matter, we have yet to see protests like we're going to see. Oh, my gosh. With yes. this. Because yes. this is going to be probably the biggest topic going forward for a, at least the next couple of years um, until elections happen and so forth. And it's just really interesting to me. Because someone asked me, do you think that this will have an impact on the election? And I said, obviously, I think that it will. You know, I really do. And beyond that, though, I wanted to say just the fact that we are actually contemplating Mm -hmm. this sort of decision almost makes me laugh in... What's the word? I just, I want to sort of laugh at how ironic it is. That's it. I want to laugh at how ironic it is that the same people who are so anti-abortion are also the same people who cut many programs for assistance with children. Yes. You know, it's the very people that don't possibly can't take care of a child makes the uncomfortable Right. Lifelong decision to have an abortion and then seeks help if they don't have the abortion. And it's the same group right. of folks that don't want to help that single mother. It's right. just ironic to me. Right. And funny. Yeah. And hypocritical. Well, it makes me think about what is the real motive. Uh, because it's not just about, oh. Control. 
I don't think it's even that. There's probably something deeper than that. Well, it's misogynistic. Yes. And, and it's definitely patriarchal. Yes. Which goes back to patriarchal societies. Yes. And how we really have not been a, a, a country of equality for women. There's got to be some money tied to it Uh-oh. or something. Not money. Are they not Uh-oh, making Oh, you went enough? all the way there. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> you went. Somebody has, get paid. There is something else behind it besides Ugh. just that. It, are they not making enough money from, you know, abortion clinics? Is there not Ugh. enough that comes to them in some kind of... Follow the money. S- every single time. Follow the money. Every single time. I haven't even explored that, Sharice. So I think we need to start looking into that. I think we that. need to look into and that. And then we will kind of let these listeners yes, know what we'll we find out. we'll come back to y'all. We get ready to do some serious yes, research. Yes, yes, Yeah, I'd like to find I that out. I promise you there's more to it. Wow. Mm-hmm. I had any idea. Have you had gotten a chance to see the... The um, the protest that happened at the um, at the D.C. I don't want to say White House. I think it was at Congress with the uh, Handmaid's Tale visual. Well, you know, I never watched the Handmaid's Tale, but I did see the picture. Oh my god! And thought to myself, okay, I need to know more about what's going right. on with and this. So when I enlighten me, okay, I will, <laughs> I will. And I don't have a whole lot of information, but I was a fan of the show, and the show was a hand. It was called The Handmaid's Tale. It was on Netflix, I believe. And the show, no, Hulu, is centered mostly around, um, and I want to say this word right, and you helped me with it, I think, at another moment when we were having a conversation. Um, Some kind of futuristic society. I forgot the word, but there's a word for that. Um, Shoot. I can't think of the word. but It'll come to me. Okay, well, that word, that utopian society, Mm -hmm, I think it's called mm -hmm. dystopian society or something like that. yes. That sort of society was a futuristic society, supposedly on the show, that took women back so many years. And I'm talking um, years where women were now serving men and so mm. forth. And so these handmaids, they actually That's were probably women. why I didn't watch it, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. It's become a really outstanding show. I think it's in its third and fourth season. And the idea of the show is... Sort of, um, it's sort of a warning, like to where we could go, where where human mm. beings can go, in servitude for one another. Because obviously, the women at this particular period on this show are slaves. And the ironic thing is, it's not from the past; it's talking about the future, and it's talking about where we're headed, and if we're not careful, where we're headed. And so, whoever mm. um, decided to have this protest at Congress and dress up all of these people who were uh, protesters in the handmaid's garb. So they were Mm -hmm. dressed in all of the handmaid's outfits to make a point that we are headed in the wrong direction and that we are headed to a society where women become property. And it's almost, we haven't had enough of this. So that me too movement was too much for somebody. Apparently. Okay, Apparently. and they are like, wait just a minute. Correct. They are doing way too much. We need to put them back Hold in up. their Let's place. Show Let's show them. Well, you exactly. know what? Just wait. Because you know what? We we will not. We will not turn around. We Absolutely will not, not let it happen. Absolutely not. Whatever it takes, we get out and vote. We now, protest. I will say this. What? We've been asleep so far on this issue. <laughs> I will say this. Time to wake and up. Time to wake up, y'all. Wake up out there. <laughs> hit your microphone. Hit it, hit it, hit it. Wake, right, up, wake, wake up, wake up, wake up. Yes, we need y'all to wake up because this is real stuff here. This mm-hmm. is real laws that will impact thousands and thousands of people. And even beyond that, 
just, you know, go and walk in the other room and look at your child that's a girl's face yeah. and realize the undue harm that's about to happen. Not that your child or any other child that you know we would ever wish to be in a place where they need to have an abortion. No one wishes that. Right. But the fact that you are now actually going to take away the right to choose what a woman can do with her body right. is insane in 2022. Yeah. And I think that, you know, once again, we have to wake up as we mobilize for everything else regarding Black Lives Matter. We have to be just as entrenched yes. in the streets yes. to make sure this does not happen because we, once again, will be the most affected. Of course. Always. As always. As always. So let's take care of each other and get out there and make sure we're supporting each other. Yes. Yes. So... Ayana's now here with us today. And she hey, Ayana, we miss you. Out. We yes, love you. Yes, yes. <laughs> but we want you to know that, um, as always, please subscribe. We have also said that we need you guys to rate us and review us. Absolutely. Please do Come that. Come on, listeners. Help um, us out. We need you. We want to keep this good content coming to you. Absolutely. And so um, we are going to head out. We will. We promise on our next time that we come back, we'll have some more information for you about the topics that we talked about today and maybe some others as well. Absolutely. And some after-party, birthday party news. Absolutely. As well as I think <laughs> one of us will be actually uh, in sort of going through a profile uh, for the audience listeners as well, as Dr. Davis did last time. Got it, yes. So without yes. further ado, we're checking out, guys. All right, we'll see you next time. We'll Thanks see you for next listening. time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>